once again it's on what's going on you guys this is anthony tj andrews coming at you with i believe the fifth installment of the rooftop chronicles uh here in the beautiful city of lynchburg virginia uh so 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 grateful and thankful for you guys um everyone who's listened everyone who's giving me their feedback um Please, please, please continue to leave reviews. Um, tell me about some things you would like to hear. You know, give me some ideas for discussions. If you want to come and join me on the rooftops, please come and join the homie on the rooftops, please. Um, I am so grateful and I appreciate everybody who has listened, who everybody who has taken the time out to listen. Man, I just really, really pray that this is like, impacting you and touching your heart and um just helping you to maybe reevaluate and rethink some things um that's 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 my only hope that that's it um there'll be some that you know don't like it that that's cool too that's dope that's fine you know everybody's not gonna like it, it, it it's, it's all right but i'm not focused on that i'm not focused on what the cats don't like um i'm more concerned and I do this you know for those who do like it and for those who don't like it I, I hope you do come around to liking it and if you want to have a discussion just come on let's have a, a, a discussion so we can gather understanding um before I get into everything today I looked up what uh the meaning of roof is and I found a dope definition of it and um this is actually from a biblical standpoint, it says a roof in a dream symbolizes your own personal care, how you are taking care of yourself or if your own needs are being met. The roof symbolizes your own health and happiness, as well as a more spiritual meaning reflecting on your subconscious understanding of your waking life. So every time you guys tune in in some way, shape or form, man, this thing is is helping you spiritually. Because I know that every time that I get on this podcast and every time that I can just, you know, get the opportunity to talk, man, it helps me spiritually. Like the roof is the most is the part of the home and you're 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 a body, you know, um, you're a living body. Right. The roof is a part of the home that is most exposed to the sun. Right. So. The more that. I speak and the more that you guys listen and the more that we talk back and forth that we gain understanding and all that getting understanding, that's the more that we can become exposed to the sun, not just the S-U and the S-O-N, which who is Jesus Christ, right? So I, I just thought that that was dope. And um, here's a little, little task for you guys. Here's something that I would like for you guys to do if you don't mind. Um, come up with a nickname like we can, we can all, you know, Call ourselves, you know, for you guys who are tuning in to the Rooftop Chronicles. It might seem cheesy, but forget that, bro. Like, I just want to know that, you know, there are cats out here, there are people out here who, who are listening, who are tuning in. And I just think that it would be uh, that it would be super dope that if you can come up with a nickname for, you know, everybody who's tuning in, who's listening in, that would be super, super awesome, super dope. But uh, that was just a little bit of housekeeping stuff that I wanted to do. Before I really dive into like this segment, um, this segment is it's gonna be pretty dope. I think. Um, I think we're, we're about to get into some 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 pretty uh, some pretty some pretty 
interesting things, some pretty heavy things, and like some pretty lighthearted things as well. Uh, I really think that the more that I get on here and just talk, man, it's just revealing like a lot of different things about who I am as an individual, about, um, you know, about what's going on in the world and, you know, and, and hopefully it's just like showing you who you are, you know, so let's just continue to, you know, be exposed to the sun and uh, let's continue to allow the sun to expose us as well. So uh, that so so the first thing that we're gonna jump into, the first thing that we're gonna talk about, is we're gonna talk about Mr. LeBron James, right? So if you cats haven't heard, if you haven't like heard about this guy who is LeBron James, he's probably one of the biggest male athletes in the entire, if not the biggest athlete in the entire world. Um, he has been on the lips of or on the topic of discussion for ESPN for quite some time now there's probably at least a segment on LeBron a segment about LeBron James every day on ESPN first take undisputed what the jump whatever whatever sports broadcast is on television (laughs) Jalen and Jacoby whatever it is they're going to mention something about LeBron. But I found it quite interesting that this week they were talking about LeBron and they were talking about, you know, how he chose to express his, you know, excitement towards his son. Now, his son is named LeBron James Jr. They call him Bronny and he plays AAU basketball. He he he's nice. And um, and. 13 I believe 13 maybe going on 14 years old and um he's nice I mean left hand right hand got a jumper I mean he is is yamming on anything moving right now and it's scary it's very very scary but the 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 great thing about him is I believe that he already knows he has a target on his back not just because he has his father's name not just because who his father is it's just that's what you that's just what he decided to go into um but the way that he composes himself already, you know, I think, yes, he's 13. Yes, he's 14. I think that he's handling it very, very well. But back to LeBron. So there were segments on ESPN and uh, they were talking about how LeBron was at one of his son's games. And um, he he's usually always at his son's game, first of all. And they were talking about how excited that he got because um, one of his son's teammates, they actually went down to court uh, and it was a crazy alley-oop. He did an East Bay alley-oop, basically, where one guy jumps up in the air, puts the ball between his legs, and tosses it to another guy. Other guy caught it one hand and dunked it. Crazy. LeBron got up, ran on the court, super excited, you know, just, just you know, really, really happy for about what he saw. Ended up losing his shoe. He had some dope shoes on, by the way. They were, like, really fire. I love tennis shoes. Anyway, um... And then he yeah, ended up losing his shoe on the court, ran back on the court, got his shoe and sat back down. His wife was laughing. Everybody else was laughing. And uh, they also talked about a segment about how he was in the layup lines, like, you know, tossing it off the backboard, catching it and dunking it, tossing the ball in the air, letting it bounce, catching it and dunking it. And and everybody's like some people were up in arms about it, like, oh, my gosh, he shouldn't do that. You know, he's taking all the attention off of his son. And what is he doing? Like, he just wants more attention on himself. And why can't he act a certain way? So I really had to pump the brakes on this one. 
I, I really had to like sit back and say, are we really about to go into how this man chooses to, you know, celebrate his son? Now, I for one, like, I have, I have never really looked into how much hate this guy receives, because either you really, really like him, or you just, just don't, don't like him at all. I for one, I've been, I've been a, a Kobe Bryant fan for a long time. Food for thought. When Kobe came into the league, didn't like him. When LeBron came into the league, didn't like him, because I was like, nobody's ever gonna replace Michael Jordan. I was I was a Chicago Bulls fan. That's just who I was. I saw MJ go down the court, reverse layup. I saw saw all of that. The I saw this guy back in the day in our mall. There used to be uh, a big post of him, and I believe Foot Locker. And it was the poster where he was dunking from the free throw line. I was a kid, and I was like, Doc, this dude is dunking from half court. And I was like, Who is that guy? And I found out, you know, it was Michael Jordan. And uh, I was like, Hey, nobody's gonna replace him, but. The more I began to watch these guys, I was just like, okay, this Kobe Bryant dude, he's amazing. And the more I'm seeing like LeBron develop into an assassin on the court, like he's the ultimate athlete, the ultimate alpha male on the court where he is like next year is going to be trouble for, for the, you know, put out a PSA. Next year is going to be trouble for any cats that decide to, that just thought like LeBron's not going to come back with a vengeance. It's going to be trouble. And it ain't just because he got AD. This dude is going to put on a show. Like when he played against when they played against the the Golden State Warriors the first time and the Golden State Warriors allowed this cat to, you know, play them in seven games. I was like, you guys have just given life back to a person that was on life support. You've, you've awakened a monster. And he went crazy, scored 50, had two 50 point games. Game seven went insane, blocked Andre Iguodala, Andre Iguodala shot, ended up winning the first championship for Cleveland. That's what he did. But. After like hearing a lot of the the negative flag and the negative feedback that this guy got simply because he was just choosing to support his son and show affection and show love for his son, I just thought it was kind of whack because I know how it is to like have a father to come to like an event and support you. Um, my father came to a a soccer game when I was in high school and like we lost the game, but the one thing I remember the most is like he was where he was actually working the concession stands. And the one thing that I remember the most is he came out of the concession stands, him and my granny, they, uh, and he was actually like, he, he kind of he clapped it up for me, he gave me a little bit of round of applause. It was, it was super, super funny, but that meant so much to me. And it just showed me how much he loved me and showed me how much he supported me. He didn't have to be there. Another, another moment that I remember the most is I used to be in marching band and like I'm walking off the field and I just hear somebody say, TJ, and my dad's at the city stadium standing at the fence. And he was like, hey, come here. And everything was just like in slow motion because I was like, oh, my God, my, my dad's here. You know, he he saw me, you know, like every nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered because my dad was there. My dad was like, wow, I didn't know things were this big. I didn't really know it was like it. I got to come to these more often. I was probably the happiest kid in the world. You, you couldn't tell me anything. So look, coming from a son's perspective and appreciating how much like a father's words or a father's actions or a father's support means to a child, like just kind of lay off, lay off this guy a little bit. Like 
if you know the backstory about LeBron, like his dad wasn't around. So I'm pretty sure that he's just trying to be the best father that he can be. And then coming from a, he's an athlete and he plays freaking basketball. So the excitement that he has is he just displaying that same excitement that he would have if he was on the court. LeBron James is a, a goofy, jokey guy. Like he, he enjoys life. He's, he enjoys what he's doing. But the great thing, the one of the biggest things I admire about him is not just his basketball acumen or his business acumen. It's a simple fact that he, he cares for his children, you know, and he has this thing called Taco Tuesday. And everybody's like, you know, oh, that's so corny. I love Taco Tuesday. And he does it once again. He's around his children. And everybody's like, well, well, at the basketball game, they were talking about, well, hey, like, you shouldn't do that. He shouldn't bring more attention to himself. I seriously doubt he's bringing attention to himself. I think he's just in a layup line with his son's basketball team. And and that, in some way, I believe, is giving that whole team encouragement. These are a group of 13 and 14-year-old kids who can grow up and say, LeBron James, future Hall of Famer, debate the, 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 the only other person in the argument of being the best basketball player alive besides Michael Jordan. You know, he was there at our games. He There's another guy that he always daps up, always, you know, does the little shoulder check to whenever they uh whenever he does something amazing um and he he always dabs guys up he always encourages them so i don't think he's being a distraction in some way shape or form who knows like some some other kid may not even have a dad there so they're probably looking up to this guy saying like at least he's here cheering us on but you know you can only expect so much from people who who just hate on you for some particular reason i just i, I don't understand hate like so whack <laughs> just just get off it like i just don't understand the hate why why do we hate so much bro like just be happy you know and you know shout out to some of the like i had that same excitement i've coached basketball at new covenant christian schools like john mark jew or drew uh derek uh swag unit um jay um Jaden walker you know you know, like a lot of these people, they, uh, Matthew Anderson, you know, um, Evan, um, a lot of other cats at Carter, like they, when they've done something great, it's nothing more exuberating and exhilarating to them than for somebody just to be cheering for them, you know? So I think it's because of once again, his, his, his status, quote unquote, well, his status in life that he's like, oh, everybody, everybody thinks that he's just trying to show off. No, I just think he's just being a good father. Um, man, the value of having a father on this planet who can support their children, I think we should like applaud that, you know, because there are so many fathers who may not be around or who may not be supporting their kids. So I just wanted to give you a quick, you know, my quick synopsis of that. Um, and I, that, that's just how I feel about the whole thing. Uh, I don't think it's a negative picture whatsoever. Um, I just think it's just a father expressing his love for his son. And uh, what more could you ever ask for? So moving on from that, going on to another segue, uh, quick segue, quick question for you all. Another basketball related segue. Do you guys think Melo should uh, get a uh, going away party or have a going away tour or having have a goodbye tour like Kobe Bryant had. Um, let me know your thoughts on that. I'm not going to touch on that too much. Um, and the last thing, the, the last like basketball segment that I'm going to touch on is about a player by the name of Jeremy Lin. 
Um, a lot of cats may know him. A lot of cats may not know him. Jeremy Lin, um, he was, I believe he was drafted to the New York Knicks. And um, he was a backup point guard until the point guard actually got hurt. And then he went on this just long streak of this, this you know, good streak of, of great basketball. I definitely think it was a God-appointed thing because he was doing incredible things. And he that that time period that he had, the short time frame that he had, it was called Lin Sanity. And I for one, I remember that too, because he played against the Lakers and had a game winning shot against the Lakers. I mean he was he was going he was going insane. So it was going Lin Sane. So um but but recently he had a statement um on Twitter or it was a video on YouTube and it was basically saying that he felt like he had hit rock bottom. Um, he stated that uh, his offseason has uh, gotten harder and harder for him and uh, time in the league has been tough after the whole insanity thing and he was been plagued by injuries and he was a league journeyman which basically means he went from team to team to team and he questions whether or not he deserves the ring that he got, you know, while being on the Toronto Raptors and the Toronto Raptors just won a championship. And um, that that like really got to me because I do know that he was plagued with a lot of injuries and I, and I followed Jeremy Lin. At first I was like, oh, who is this guy? And, you know, like I said, like, stop the hate. Like I was hating a little bit because I was like, oh, who is this cat? Because I was a Lakers fan and I was like, you know, I wish I had a season like that, so to speak. But um, we'll get into that a little bit later just about being transparent. But um, like the whole insanity thing opened up another opportunity for him to go to uh, Houston and after him going to Houston he went to a, a couple of other teams and he went to the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets and he had a really bad injury and then after coming from the Brooklyn Nets well he went to the Lakers actually too um after coming from the Brooklyn Nets I think he got picked up by a couple of other teams and then he kind of found a, a landing spot in Toronto so he recently just went on this world tour and he went back um I believe it's I want to say China that's what I want to say um, one of the two. I'm, I'm so sorry about my facts, but um, he wanted this tour, and he goes on this tour every year, and he broke down and he started crying because he said, you know, the he felt like the league was just giving up on him, and he felt like, you know, his time in the league could just be, it could just be the curtain call for him, and he was just simply saying that he gave, he poured himself out more and more, you know, to God, like even through this transition, and it just got me to thinking, like. This guy won a championship ring and there are quite a few players who some would say are better than him who don't have championship rings. One of them is Carmelo Anthony. Another one is Charles Barkley. Another one is Chris Paul. Another one is Blake Griffin. Another one is James Harden. Another one is Dwight Howard. Another one is uh, Russell Westbrook. You know, championship rings only come few and far between. There are quite a few teams that have dynasties. There are quite a few teams who who won several championships, like there are quite a few players who it took them a long time to win championships. Tracy McGrady is another guy who didn't get a championship. Um, Paul Pierce only got one. Kevin Garnett, one of my favorite players, only got one. So when you're in that class of individuals who can, and you can say that you got a championship, that that means a lot. But it really spoke volume to me that he stated that he just didn't know if he thought he deserved it. So I was like, you know, what can we learn from that? Um, I definitely want to say that he definitely has my support, you know, and he has my support simply because he was so honest and transparent. And 
he was willing to be vulnerable and he was willing to state and the things that he was stating like most would say that those were insecurities so he was willing to state his insecurities he was willing to state the simple fact that he didn't think that he deserved he was willing to state the fact that he didn't know if he didn't feel that he was validated he didn't feel that he he you know did anything well had any contribution or gave any contribution or to the Toronto Raptors to win this to win this championship he the amount of vulnerability that this guy expressed and the fact that he chose to go out on the limb and and you know just make plain whatever insecurities that he has I thought that was a powerful thing you know and it also brought to the forefront the fact that you know our feelings and our expectations like how they can be so high but we have to understand that our feelings and our expectations you know then they may not be as valuable or they are not as valuable as as God's purpose in our life like Jeremy Lin went from being the talk of the town in one moment to going on a long journey through the through the NBA having multiple injuries not getting playing time to ending up on a team that nobody thought was going to win the NBA championship, especially if they would have played against a healthy Golden State Warriors team. And he got a NBA championship ring. But there's still something on the inside of him that's simply saying, like, I don't think that I deserve it. Like, I think the league has given up on me. Um, and if you look at it from his perspective, or you look at it from the perspective of somebody who, you know, somebody who is in the NBA, somebody who may have never won an NBA championship or somebody who's won an NBA championship and said, hey, like, hey, this is enough. I guess we can understand that. But I do believe that our perspective has to be heavenly and and, and not manly. And and I also think that this does not mean how, excuse me, this does not mean, however, that we are not allowed to express how we feel. I believe that after expression or after our emotions, God changes our perspective and he gives us a new understanding of why we went through what we went through, that long journey. It's so easy for other, others to say that, you know, like Jeremy Lin, he shouldn't be able to complain because he's made millions and millions of dollars and he's gotten endorsements and he's a Harvard graduate and he's got a championship. But that doesn't like make up for the fact that he still feels insufficient. Like awards, like real talk, awards don't really matter. It's great that you that it's great that you get those awards, but guess what? Like if you get an award in 2018 or 2019, 2020's coming. You know what I'm saying? If you get if you okay, one of the most prestigious awards in this entire world is the Oscars, right? Yeah, we talk about NBA. Let's go to the Oscars real quick. Do you know how many people have won Oscars and they have faded away? The Bible simply the Bible talks about how earthly treasures they can collect dust and, and, and moths and, and, and they don't value they don't value anything. There's also a scripture I believe that, that said you can you can present all of these treasures that you have to God, and some of them are going, they're gonna be tested and tried, and some of them are going to burn like like they were dried up wheat. They're gonna burn like wood. They, so that, that basically means that these awards. They, they may mean some significance to you here on earth, but to try to present those things to Christ and, and, and to try to say that these are the things that matter the most, they're just going to burn up. So we must focus on the internal things, right? The insufficient things that we have so that we can gain heavenly value and so that we can gain heavenly treasures, right? 
in these earthen vessels are hidden treasures. If you go and you like pirates, if you go and they're, they're obsessed with treasure because that's the thing that'll make them who they are. The treasure for them and makes them who they are. Right. And I think for us, sometimes we base our value or we base who we are off of what we have or off of what gifts that we have. We should. And the funny thing about it is God never, ever intended us to operate in that capacity. He never wanted us to operate, you know, so we can gain an gain an identity off of based off of what we do. I can't only be known. I can't gain an identity just because I do something really, really well. Want to know why? Thanks for asking. Because the day that I don't do it well anymore, I could die. So if my whole, you know, being is summed up in what I do or what we do or how much we have or or the American dream, if that never comes to pass for a lot of us, We're going to spaz. So I respect Jeremy Lin for just being out there and simply saying like, yo, like this ain't enough. I don't think I deserve it. The league's giving up on me. I'm in a dark place right now. But the one thing this cat said that that was so dope, he was like, but I'm still pouring myself out to God, though. That lets me know that he's going to get a revelation very, very soon that simply says, you know what? I'm grateful for all the things that that I've gotten, be it money, be it the awards and be it the ring. But the thing that means the most to me is my identity and my place in Christ. So I I, I dig Jeremy Lin for that. I appreciate him for that. And, And another thing that's so dope about it is that Jeremy Lin, he's allowed to feel that way that he felt. Because Christ at one point in time felt that same way in the Garden of Gethsemane. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if this whole thing is going to be worth it. The humanly side, Jesus is so dope, right? The reason he's so dope, I know I just went from like one extreme to the next. I'm very, very sorry. If you turned your radio down or your podcast down or your headphones down, I'm very, very sorry. I get really, really excited about sports and God. That, that's just what I do. I'm sorry. But Jesus is so, oh my God, what, what makes him so incredible, what makes God so just loving and caring and kind is the fact that Jesus was God in the flesh, but he chose to experience everything we would experience. There was at any given time, Jesus could have said, I don't want to experience nothing that y'all are experiencing. He felt every feeling that we could ever feel. He, he got a whiff of every temptation. And he, and he didn't sin. He overcame it. In this world, we will have troubles, but fear not for I have overcome the world. I've withstand and I've gone against. I've stood toe to toe with every sin, bro. Every sin. But he overcame it. So he knows exactly what Jeremy Lin is going through. Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? 
Where are you? And all, I, I did this for these people? But you know what? Forgive them for they know not what they do. The same cats that hung them on the cross was the same people he died for. And he was such a G that he never said a word about it. Insecurity, he was exposed nude on the cross. All insecurities exposed. That's insecurity. When everything is exposed. And admittance to like, yo, like, I'm, I feel alone right now. Because God can't be associated with sin and he bore sin for us. On the cross. So he had a, God had to turn his face, had to turn his back on his son. I can't look at that. Because I'm holy. But he did that for us. So like, it's okay for Jeremy Lin to feel that way. It's okay to have those insecurities. It's okay for him to admit that. So even in that, here's another segue that I'm going into. Just admit how you freaking feel. So with that being said, I'm going to admit it. I'm super insecure. That insecurity has, has been a major part of my life. And it stifled me. And the reason that insecure, the reason that I am is because like, I don't, because I don't know my, I don't know who I am or I don't know the security that I have in Christ fully. I'm working on that. And it's okay. Because the first step to freedom is freaking admitting that you got a problem. Your admittance is your first step to entering a place of freedom. Admit it and then you'll be free. Admit that you got some unforgiveness. Hey, I got some unforgiveness, bro. Cool. Now we got something to work with. God would much rather you admit everything to him. So you, so he can help you Then for you to just hold it in And pretend that everything is cool I said it once And I'll say it again God can only bless Who you actually are Not who you pretend to be Mike Todd from Transformation Church Said that and I'm sticking with that Because he already knows Everything about you God already knows everything about you. He knew you before you were formed in the belly of your mother's womb. You were a thought in God's mind before you were even a before you were even a seed in your in your belly in your in the in the belly of your mother's womb. Like you were just a thought. You were in God's mind. So even before you existed, you existed in the mind of God, which is super, which is super dope. Creation comes based off of imagination. So for God, for God and his all and his omniscience, his omniscience, him knowing everything, he thought about us. And then there we were. So he knows like you got problems. He knows my insecurities. He knows I got insecurities. He knows that I deal with jealousy. Yes, I deal with jealousy. Because from insecurity, Jealousy is born And then from jealousy Envy is born And then envy Murder Murder takes place Murdering somebody else's character Or murdering somebody else's Just Just reputation 
because there because you don't really know your secu- the security that you have in Christ. That's what all this insecurity boys and that's why the devil fell from heaven. It was jealousy, but that came from an an insecurity that he that that he know we should ever have to have because our security is found in Christ. It's not found in us. It's not found in people. It's not found in things. It's not found in relationships. The only relationship that our security is found in is a relationship toward is, is the relationship that we have to Jesus Christ, to God. That's it. Insecurity. I am I am incapable of finding any form of security. Because I don't know who I am in Christ. Our value can't be in anything else. Our security can't be in anything else. It can't be because it's going to fade away. You cannot find identity in anything else. You can't find purpose in anything else. We can't. Dog, it's so easy for us to say that. It's so easy for me to say that. But I'm battling with it and I'm struggling with it every single day. But like I said, if we just admit it, then God has something to work with. I'm insecure. God's like, word, I already knew that. So now let's make you secure in me. Here's the thing about God. God created, he had already created us for good works. Before we were even born. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not of evil. Thoughts to give you an expected end. To prosper you, not to harm you. He already had those thoughts. He's not in heaven like, oh my God, what are they going to do? Oh my God. Oh, they're insecure. Oh, God. No, he's like, no, I got it. They'll get it. As soon as they admit it and as soon as they say, hey, like, that's not who I want to be. Who can show me who I am? Then he's like, oh, that's the doorway. Admittance to the flaws that you have opens the door to the opportunities that we gain in Christ Jesus. As soon as we admit it, I did it. I admit it. As soon as we di- as soon as we admit it, that's who I am. That that's that's what I deal with. That opens the door. That opens the door. I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. Right? I'm just knocking. That admittance opens the door to what Christ can do for us and, and to what he can do in us. And then he brings mercy, which is pity combined with immediate action, right? So God has pity over us, which is not a bad thing. But in that pity, he simply says, now it's time for me to act. And the first action that I'm going to take is I'm going to get, I'm going to show you what real love is. And you're going to find security in that real love. And then he showed that love by giving us Jesus Christ. So he showed mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall inherit mercy. So, I'm insecure. I deal with jealousy. I deal with the temper. I deal with a lot of different things. 
And this was a hard podcast because I was kind of like grinding my mind. and like, should I tell these cats this? How are they going to look at me? You know, are they going to think certain Are they going to think certain things about me? I'm at the point now, bro. I was like, now you know, I don't care. At least I admitted it. Have you admitted anything? Have you said anything? Are you harvesting some stuff that you've been holding on to since you were a freaking kid? And the first step to your freedom is just you admitting it to people? Or you admitting it to yourself and then you're presenting it to God and God saying it's about time. Hey, now we can move forward, right? I've let inse- I've let insecurity stifle me and hurt my relationships and hurt my growth and hurt and hurt me and, and build all of these stupid ideas and concepts in my mind that are not true. Oh my God, how many stories have you made up in your head because you're in some freaking cure? Insecurities are the things that keep us focused on everybody else. That's just something that brings on comparison and jealousy and envy and murder. And it brings on all of those other things. If you don't deal with this, then that's that's dope. Pray for the cats who do. You know, it ain't just insecurity from a spiritual standpoint. It's insecurity from how you look, how you, you know what you drive or all of the all of the things that don't matter but we worry about it how many times you done looked at facebook or looked at ig or looked at a rapper or, you know what i'm saying how many times have you looked at those things and be like man i wish i had what they had hey bro you don't need it because all that's gonna do is amplify your insecurities even more most cats who get money uh, who ain't never had it before they just go out and blow it. Well, some of them do. Blow it on stuff that that makes them feel relevant. Kanye West used to have a song that says, and it all, it all falls down. That's a little mix from Lauren Hill. I'm self-conscious. You, you said I'm self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. That was back in 06, 05. You know what I'm saying? So like, just admit it. And your, your freedom's coming. For you, the sun is set free. It's free indeed, right? Quote by Ty Tribbett. Dope guy. He said, we hold on to who we are not because we are not secure in who we are. Even if you are not sure of who you are in Christ, know who you are not anymore. I hope that made sense. We hold on to who we are not because we're not secure in who we are. Even if you are not sure of who you are in Christ, know who you are not anymore. So these feelings that we have, these insecurities that we have, these negative, nasty, stupid thoughts that we have, these, 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 these ideas that we've allowed the world or people or family or friends or school or, or status quo or money to, to make us out to be, all of those are complete lies and it ain't true but we but we we cater to it every day we cater to it God ain't he's not all the little stupid stuff that we're thinking God ain't God ain't thinking that he ain't thinking that like, bro I already know what I think about you uh so that that's you thinking that, that ain't me 
I don't think like that. Because his ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. That's that's us thinking like that. That's us doing the stupid stuff that we do. Trying to find validation. And he allows us to do it. And then once it all breaks down, he's like, I told you so. And they were like, yeah, you right, you right, you right, you right. Right? Admit it. Yo, I need help. David did it. Woman at the well, she did it. How did she do it? Well, Jesus kind of had to pry it out of her. <laughs> but she did it nonetheless. David had to admit it after he had an affair with Bathsheba. And then his homie came in and was like, oh, you are the one. <laughs> You're the one. You know what I'm saying? Who sinned? And he's like, oh, snap. You're right. Let me admit it. Against you and you alone have I sinned, oh, Lord. Paul, the thing that I do, God, I don't even want to do it. But I like doing it. It feel good. And the thing that I'm not supposed to do, that's the thing I want to do. Or the thing that I want to do, uh, that I am supposed to do, I don't even want to do that. Who will save me from this body of death? Thanks be Jesus. Thanks be unto God for Jesus Christ. Paul, he did it. He admitted it. That's how he got free. Peter, do you love me? Huh? Do you love me? I guess so. Do you love me? Yeah, man, I love you. In some essence, that was him saying, yo, I did it. I betrayed you. I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I confess that, yo, I don't know you. He, he, he had to admit it. It's just simply saying, I'm jacked up. I need help. I'm flawed. And the more I try, the more I just keep messing stuff up. So guess what? I admit it. I admit that I've tried to run my own life. I admit that I'm insecure. I admit that I'm I'm jealous. I admit that I've let envy allow me to make some decisions. I admit that I've thought about, you know, trying to tear down somebody's character. I admit it. I admit that my insecurities have messed up my relationships and it's messed my head up. And I try to blame it on the way that I grew up or I try to blame it on, you know, where I grew up. Or I try to, no, not nah, all of that is for the birds, bro. It's for the birds. All of that stupid stuff was crafted by my mind. And what God's trying to do, he's trying to renew my mind. And he's not just trying to renew my mind. He's trying to renew you guys' mind too. Insecurities cannot survive when we know who we are according to God's standards, not others, and definitely not this world. God shows us who we are in his word, and he wants us to wipe out, to kill, to deny, and mortify who we've made ourselves out to be. So guess what? You got to kill yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kill that person that you've made yourself out to be. I ain't talking about no craziness, but I'm talking about all those insecurities and that feeling that you're not loved or that feeling that you just don't belong. You got to kill that because we belong. You are loved. 
It's like, yo, how you know that? Because God loves us. If he didn't, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. And you know, that's the only thing that, that gets me through. That's the only thing that suffices for me. That's the only thing that's enough. That's the only thing that keeps me from just spazzing. How do I know? The older I get, the more I know. The older I just, I can't explain it. The older I get, the more I know. The older I get, the more I know. And the more I talk about him, the more I'm like, he was there. He was there all the time. He's always been there. And the more I realize that he walked this earth feeling everything that I felt and he overcame it, it's like, bro, like, I got a chance in this world and it ain't because of me. And how I really know is if I could have helped myself a long time ago, I'd have done it. But the more I keep, the more I keep pursuing that which is pursuing after me, the closer I get to, to understanding that he, he, he is, he is who he says he is. So, just admit it, bro. Just admit it. Just admit it. Love you guys. Hope I didn't talk your ears off. And I hope this, like, just means something to you. Keep reviewing. Keep giving out reviews. If you want to join me on rooftops, please. Once again, we will have interviews coming very, very soon on YouTube. So when I get on YouTube, like, subscribe. I'm actually thinking about possibly putting together some merch. Like, but more than that, bro, more than any of that stuff, just admit it and let Jesus in. Love you guys. See you next time on the rooftops.